You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, welcome to episode 227 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey gang, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you here. We've got quite the show today. And I've written down a bunch of notes, but it's kind of going to be a flow of consciousness type episode because I'm rather new to the topic and I haven't really uh, figured it all out yet. I'm still learning and I thought I would share my knowledge with all of you out here in podcast land and we'll just go with it together. So as you can tell from the title, it's all about survival prepping or doomsday prepping, uh, just being prepared for when things go bad or if things go bad. And how did this start? Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big into watching YouTube videos. Uh, mostly it's, it's Star Trek stuff or Etsy stuff, tips and tricks on how to sell. Sometimes I'm following uh, people who have antique booths. Sometimes it's uh, philosophy channels. Sometimes it's history stuff. It, I've got a wide variety of interests and you never know what I'm going to find. But randomly, a few weeks ago, a survival video popped up on my, I don't even know what you call it, but suggested videos to watch. So I watched it and I, I realized that uh, there's a lot of preppers out there. And now my uh, to watch list is absolutely filled with all kinds of preppers and prepping videos and camping supply stuff because I watched a few. And now it seems to be that's what I find more than toy videos or Star Trek videos or whatever. Let's say it was maybe three or four weeks ago when I watched the first video and I was like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. And those who know me know for years and years I've talked about getting an underground bunker because one day bad stuff is going to happen and it would just be nice to be prepared. Because obviously I've watched a lot of uh, those types of movies and shows and read those books first one that comes to mind is The Road by, I think it's Cormac McCarthy. They made a movie out of it. It wasn't a good movie, but they still did it. Uh, the book was really intense and it just talked about how to, or it wasn't really a how-to. It was more of a story about a, a father and his son trying to survive the end times. And then of course there's The Walking Dead, there's Omega Man, there's I Am Legend, all those kinds of things, which may or may not be Hollywood's way of preparing us for what's actually going to come. Because as you know, uh, there's a lot of civil unrest, economic upheaval and turmoil. Uh, the climate is totally gone to hell, and it's probably worse than what they're actually telling us. Uh, but anyway, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it's good to be prepared. You could just die in the cataclysm, but 
those who want to survive will definitely want to survive. So anyway, back to how this all started. I watched a video and it was talking about guns and you need to have guns in order to prepare uh, to survive, to defend your family and all that kind of stuff. And he was talking about uh, you want uh, you want a 22 rifle, but you also want a handgun. And the 22 rifle is not the only kind of rifle you want. You want something with a larger caliber. So anyway, I texted my buddy and this is what I said. I want to start getting involved in doomsday prepping. I'm going to need a versatile and easy to maintain and use handgun. I need your expertise. So he says, get all your safety courses and license first. And you don't want a handgun anyways. You want a 12 gauge and a good bolt action rifle. Why are you asking this? So I said, because I feel like the end times are coming and I want to be prepared. There are a lot of prepper videos on YouTube. So he asks, are you okay, buddy? And I, I, I laughed. And then I said, I'm great. Nothing to worry about. I felt this way a while, but I'm not prepared. He's like, okay, but it might be underlying anxiety or depression. You might want to talk to your doctor about it. Not doomsday prep preparedness, lol. Uh, wanting a firearm is a bit drastic for you. Plus, you don't need any. I have plenty. Something happens and you come to my place or I go get you. What you need, though, is non-perishables and supplies. So he thought I might be depressed. I don't feel depressed. Like I've mentioned before, I think I'm uh, pretty much in the best headspace that I've ever been in. But these videos, oh my, I don't know if any of you out there in podcast land have watched them, but uh, the guys who host them are pretty friggin' intense. So it's uh, it gets under your skin. And I've, I don't know, I must have watched uh, 40 videos in the last three weeks. And uh, I've come to some conclusions, and I'm going to share those with you. Uh, but before we do, let's uh, let's play a promo for the Cigar Nerds podcast, and then we can really get into this thing. And welcome to Cigar Nerd Summer. It's hot outside, time to fire up the grill, and of course, fire up some stogies. You know, the beaches are open, and movies are back. So now, we're going to be coming at you with brand new movies, and also brand new cigars. So, break out your tank tops, fire up the grill, lay out your beach blanket, and make us your summer destination. CigarNerdPodcast.com, also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. All right, there you go. Cigar Nerds Podcast, go check it out. Okay, so the first thing I noticed after watching all these videos is they like to use their acronyms. As you can tell in the title, SHTF is one that they often say, which basically stands for Shit Hits the Fan. You know, when the shit hits the fan, you better be prepared. Uh, but they also have EDC and MAG. And there's more too, I'm sure, but these are the ones that I can remember. MAG is your mutual assistance group and EDC is your everyday carry. So what is all this stuff? Well, and I can't tell if any of these prepper people actually want the end times to come or they just want to be prepared. It's it's really hard to say. They They... Some of them have said they don't want the end times to come, but they do want to be prepared for if it does happen or when it does happen. So the first thing in order to be prepared is your EDC or your everyday carry. Now, these are just things that you should have with you automatically from day to day, like your wallet and your keys. But they go further and they usually have either uh, belt clips or little fanny packs or little sling ba bags. Uh, and I've looked up sling bags. There's the Slim Mini from Bellroy, which is like $90 for a little 
bag that goes over your shoulder. There's all kinds of different things and so many different companies make this equipment. But in your everyday carry, which just means you're, you're going to the office, you're going for a run, you're, you're just doing your normal everyday stuff, you should have a flashlight and a multi-tool with a pair of pliers on it. And that's one thing that all of these preppers talk about. They're always talking about their multi-tools because you need to have a pair of pliers. You need to have a pair of scissors. You need to have a, a flathead and a Phillips head screwdriver. Maybe those are the same thing. I don't know. Uh, what else do you need? You need uh, like a fire starter and, and all kinds of stuff. And they say any old pair of multi-tools will do you. But the ones that they talk about the most is something called the Gerber multi-tool. And then another guy always talks about the Leatherman multi-tool. And then they also talk about uh, like Swiss Army knives and that kind of stuff. So you should just have those in your pocket or in your purse if you're a lady or your little bag if you're a dude. Whatever. However you want to carry this stuff, make sure you have something to light a fire with, uh, something to see with like a flashlight. You should also have your multi-tool because it'll get you out of a lot of scrapes. Uh, a lot of them go on to say you should have paracord and uh, a tactical pen or at least a pen of some kind. So th those are the basic necessities that you should just have on you at all times uh, because you never know what kind of scrapes these things will get you out of. So that's just your everyday carry. That's just being prepared for the bare minimum of scenarios. But if something bad really happens, uh, then you have to prepare even further. And the most common thing they talk about is like a, like a hurricane or a flood or a, a fire or something like that. Not total economic collapse, not a nuclear strike, nothing like that. But just if it's just a regular thing where you might be without power for a week to 10 days, uh, then you have to decide if you're going to shelter in place or bug out. And they always talk about their bug out bags. And bug out basically means get the hell out of your house uh, and go somewhere safe. So they always recommend having like a, a secondary location. Like if you have a cabin or a camp or, or something, a friend's house, a farm, whatever. But not everybody has that because of course this stuff all costs money. So you need your mutual assistance group, your MAG, your M-A-G, which basically means that you've got a group of people that you collaborate with uh, to protect each other because this, this could be just a few day event or it could be a permanent uh, situation where the end times have come and no government assistance is coming. So are you sheltering in place or are you bugging out? Uh, and then if you bug out, you have two choices. Are you going to be a lone wolf survivor or are you going to be a community group survivor? Pretty much what, it, what they've all said is that when people st first start getting into prepping, uh, they always have the lone wolf mentality, which means you're going to take your bag, your bug out bag, and you're going to get the heck out and you're going to run into the forest and you're going to survive on what you can find there by either trapping or fishing or, or whatever. And they've all said that th this is a great concept, but it's totally flawed because unless you're an avid uh, outdoorsman right now, uh, you're not going to survive more than a week, uh, maybe two weeks at the most. And even a, a professional survivor person might last three months without any help because you need, uh, you need people to watch your back when you're sleeping. What if you get injured? How are you going to uh, set your wounds and who's going to watch you and who's going to find the food for you? So these are all things you have to keep in mind. So if we're sheltering in place, 
and let's say that it's only for three or four days, you should always make sure you have a week's worth of food and supplies in your house with you. So that means uh, when the power goes out, fill up all of your receptacles with water, your bathtub, your sinks, your pots, uh, bottles, anything, just so you have enough water to survive. Because as they all tell you, you need one gallon of water per person per day uh, for hydration and washing. So if you've got a family of four, that means four gallons per day. And if that's a week, so seven days, seven times four is 28 gallons. That's a lot of water. So they want you to be aware of all the different water locations in your neighborhood. And uh, they also show you how to tap the water from your hot water tank because you might get desperate. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. They say most emergencies are 72 hours. So always have at least three days worth of food in your bug out bag in case you do have to uh, exit your house due to uh, evacuations or if it gets flooded or fire uh, damaged, whatever. So at least you have three days worth of stuff in addition to whatever the government handouts are going to give you if there are government handouts. And another thing they tell you is Maybe you're fully stocked, but don't let anybody know. If there are lines for government handouts, go into the lines. Even if you have everything you need, don't let people know because they're going to come and uh, either attack you or beg you for stuff. And there are going to be line, lines at your door and all your supplies will be gone. So never tell anybody that you're a prepper. You have a bug out bag, but say this disaster happens when you're away from home. You should have the bug out bag at your house, but you should have in your car or at work or somewhere, a make-at-home bag, which is a, not uh, too many supplies, but uh, more than an everyday carry, less than a bug-out bag supply, because you're just trying to get home. So make sure you have your multi-tool, your flashlight, your, your battery power bank, something to start a fire with, maybe an extra change of clothes, maybe a, a, some water, you know, that kind of stuff. Just enough to get home so you can uh, regroup, take care of your family and get the hell out of there or shelter in place. The one guy, and I seem to be watching his videos a lot. He's called Canadian Prepper. And uh, he says, first thing you want to do when you start your prepping journey is make sure you have 72 hours worth of food and supplies. And then once you've got that in place, then expand it towards a week. And then if you can do a week, go to two weeks. <laughs> And if you can do two weeks worth of supplies for you and your family, do a month. And if you can do a month, then it's not too much more to do a three-month supply. So that's what he says. And uh, I'm just, I just wrote down a list of some of the Prepper Guys videos that I've watched. There's Magic Prepper, there's Canadian Prepper, there's City Prepping, Sensible Prepper, and Survival Know-How. And those are just a few. There are so many. They keep popping up all over the place, and I've, I've watched a, a good amount. Uh, so anyway, I, what I've been doing is actually looking on Amazon for the prices on some of these things when they talk about it. And I realized this is really expensive and I don't have anything. Uh, so the one thing they all recommend is some kind of heater. Because if the power goes out in the middle of winter, even if it's going to come back on, you should have something to provide warmth. And they often say... So you have your whole house. But what you should do is retreat into one room, put a tent in there, 
so there's an extra layer layer of heat and protection. All your family stays in there. Don't open your fridge because once you do, all the cold goes out. And if the power's out, then that stuff's going to rot faster. So be prepared. So what do you need to do? Uh, shelter in place, bug out bag, make it home bag, and everyday carry. 72 hours, one week, one month, three months, all that kind of stuff. And uh, some of the things that you're going to need. First thing is you're going to need heat. And I've been doing a lot of research on uh, propane versus butane versus kerosene heaters. And there are so many options. It's overwhelming. But I think if I do go ahead and start prepping, I'm going to get Mr. Heater's Big Buddy. It runs on two one-pound propane tanks, or you can get an adapter for a regular 20-pounder propane tank. And if uh, if you run it on low heat... With the two one-pounder tanks, it'll give you heat uh, 4,000 BTUs for up to 12 hours. But there's tons of different kinds, uh, different uh, options and different setups for them, different kind of uh, heating fuels, all that stuff. But make sure you have some kind of heat because if you freeze, well, then you're dead. Uh, Another thing you want is some kind of power. Uh, There's a lot of lithium batteries that uh, provide power for charging things, and uh, you can get a generator, but that's loud, and you might not want the bad guys to know. So if you can find a quiet source of power, that's great. Solar panels, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So what you need, though, for your bug-out bags and your make-at-home bags and just your regular supplies for survival. Uh, good thing is uh, some kind of fire starter, like a, like a lighter or one of those flint wheels or, or that kind of stuff. There's, there's a bunch of different kinds. You need blankets. They recommend 90% wool blankets because if it's 100%, then it'll be itchy. But if it's 90%, uh, then it's still good. Uh, it's kind of water resistant and it retains a lot of your heat so it's good to have those they also recommend those emergency mylar bivy blanket type things they're really thin but they reflect 90 percent of your body heat back at you so you'll stay warm uh what else let's see uh you need well this is mostly for the bug out bag uh so you need survival food tablets or bars you need a blanket you need a fire starter you should have a, a bunch of carabiners to hang things off your pack with Uh, you should have a cook stove something to fuel it with you need a life straw or some kind of water filtration system Uh, you need a flashlight you need your multi-tool you need a tactical pen and a tactical pen is good because not only can you write with it but they usually have a glass breaker attachment on the thing so if somebody's trapped in a car or something like that you just tap the window with it and it breaks and you can let the person out And often the multi-tool or the tactical pen will have some kind of saw or cutter in it so that you can cut the seat belts for anybody who's trapped. So a tactical pen is good. Uh, Paracord is good for tying things up, making shelters, that kind of thing. They, They talk about your single wall stainless steel water bottle because... If you're out in the woods and you need to boil some water, if you have a double-walled insulated one, well, that's not going to work. But if you have a single-wall stainless steel one, you can boil water with it and you'll be okay and it won't wreck the bottle. You also need uh, an emergency radio. You should have a power bank for your electronics. You should have a first aid kit. You should have an emergency tent. You should have a knife. You should have a saw. There's so many different things that you should have that... uh, 
the lists are crazy. Uh, there's all over Amazon, you can find uh, 12 in one, 40 in one uh, survival packs. So like first aid kits, uh, little uh, mini wire saws, all kinds of different things like that. What else do they talk about? Uh, they also talk about uh, the gray man or the lone wolf. Now we talked about the lone wolf where you think you can survive on your own without any help. And uh, if there's a, a roving band of marauders, you're not going to very easily defend yourself against a whole group if you're just by yourself and you don't have any backup or support. Uh, another thing is the gray man, which is basically their term for a guy who just kind of blends in. Uh, he doesn't uh, draw attention to himself. So what they're saying in a case like this all this stuff needs to go in a bag of some kind, but don't make it like an army bag, a tactical bag. Just make it a regular old pack sack that uh, looks like it would just be for your school books or something. Because the more high tech it looks, the more of a target you're going to be. And you're not a gray man anymore. If you're a gray man, you just blend in and you're not very noticeable. So that's important. So it's really a lot to think about. There's so many uh, options, different kinds of things. Uh, then there's different kinds of weather you have to prepare for and depends on where you're located in, around the world. Maybe you're in a mostly snowy area. Maybe you're in a mostly flood prone area. Uh, there's all kinds of different options, scenarios, hurricanes, tornadoes. It, it all depends where you live, what you're going to have in your, uh, in your survival bags. One thing I've learned from watching all these videos is that uh, I'm not prepared. I don't have a backup heat source. I don't have uh, food for a month. And, and this stuff is not cheap. Uh, they, were, they were saying that the best kind of food for long-term storage is rice and beans. And you get yourself a five gallon pail and some Mylar bags and you put it in the Mylar bags, heat seal it and uh, just store it away. And you can actually buy containers of this kind of food um there, there's one that the guy was talking about 60 meals in a bag it lasts for 25 years so just put it up in your attic and forget about it and it's uh, just food in case you need it but it's not cheap it's like two and three hundred bucks for a 60 meal uh, fr freeze-dried uh, kit that'll last 25 years but a lot of the things uh, last five years self shelf life like meals ready to eat and, and that kind of stuff oh can opener that's another thing you should have uh what else uh, magnifying glass bandanas uh face masks uh, especially the n95 because if you're driving through a fire zone you're you're going to want to protect your breathing uh, oh bring playing cards and dice and toys if you have kids and you need to pass the time because there's going to be a lot of downtime while you're uh, surviving uh another thing is if you are sheltering in place make sure you have a good lay of uh, your neighborhood make sure you have relationships with your neighbors um, if if you think you're going to bug out and go to your uncle's farm in upstate new york or something make sure you've had the conversation with him beforehand because a lot of these people aren't expecting company and they might just shoot on sight because they won't recognize who you are and they're going to be uh, rather be safe than sorry that's a lot of stuff to keep in mind um is it ridiculous to prepare for all this stuff? Because nothing might happen, uh, but it, it could happen and you just don't know. So I don't know. I don't know where I stand on the topic. Uh, I'm still going to watch some more videos and see what I need. Uh, but I did order a tactical pen uh, for my everyday carry. Not that I've ever had an everyday carry, but I think I'm going to start because, you know, it might come in handy one day. And if nothing else, I, I can write notes with it. So there you go. 
anything else we should uh, discuss about this? I don't. I don't think there is. There's. There's so much to know. So many different uh, prepper videos on YouTube, different uh, sites, and, and all all that kind of stuff. Uh, how did our ancestors survive the Great Depression? Uh, how did they do this? And uh, what kind of uh, food did people have before refrigeration? And all that stuff. There's so many different things. I've, I've only scratched the surface. I'm sure. Uh, am I going to buy a, a handgun? Probably not, but uh, that's what got all this started with me in my head anyway. Uh, but what I might do, because I, I did go hiking with uh, Brother Curtis there about six years ago, I did get a few things. So I, I do have some carabiners, I, I do have some meals ready to eat, uh, I've got some cord, I've got a whistle, uh, I do have some uh, backup power charging battery banks for my phone if I'm out for an extended period of time. Uh, so there, there's a few things that I have for when I went hiking. Not a lot. And I might get a few more. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to keep looking and hope that the world doesn't end because I'm not prepared. Are you prepared? Probably not. So anyway, I hope this gave you something to think about. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know what next week's topic is going to be, but I can't wait for you to come back and find out. So until next time, take care and remember, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.